This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. A super interesting NFL weekend. I mean, really, really interesting. Even though, I don't know that there were that many good games. Like, I'm not sure we're going to get to the fact that the Ravens just rolled a good team in Seattle a couple of weeks after rolling a good team in Detroit. All right, we're going to talk about that. They're a threat. I mean, oh, they are they are Big le- one. a legit threat. Uh, as long as they can play some offense, they probably need a lead. They need, probably need to play from ahead. They can be really, really hard to beat. Will Brinson, senior NFL writer, CBSSports.com, Pick 6 podcast moderator. Oh, my gosh. I have, we have so much to talk about. Let me spend just a couple of minutes real quick on the Panthers debacle at home against a bad Colts team. What was the – have you ever seen – when was the last time? Have you ever seen a team give up two pick sixes off screen passes before? <laughs> uh, can't say that anything comes immediately to mind. Uh, I know I was just perusing – the old Graham and happened to notice that, uh, the, um, uh, my, my employer at NFL and CBS on Instagram had a, had a post over. It's like touchdown passes from Bryce Young, Adam Thielen, three, Kenny Moore, two, like Kenny Moore. Oh man. <laughs> touchdown catches from Bryce Young, which is uh, not ideal. And I mean, man, talk about a backfire of a revenge game. I thought Frank Wright was going to have his guys ready to play. Thought the offense would be clicking. Thought this, you know, Bryce Young, you know, you beat CJ Stroud. You're looking for your second straight win. You get, you get the Colts coming to town. They've just been really exposed in terms of, you know, they're like Derek Carr lit them up on deep passes. And Derek Carr's not really a great deep passer. So it was like, all right, you know, the Panthers can't get vertical, but surely they'll be able to like put something together down the field. Uh, before that uh, 48 yard uh, catch from Hayden Hurst, the longest play of the of the day for the Panthers is eleven yards because they don't try. Well, they don't try. I mean, we don't. We don't I mean, yeah, it's true, but they can't. I, I told you this a couple weeks ago. They can't. They don't have anyone. They right. have a bad offensive line and nobody who can stretch the field, which is just a horrible combination but, for being able to throw vertically. And, and like, look, Adam, I think like you, you, know, the CJ Stroud comparison is pretty obvious here, and it's not a good one for for Panthers fans or for David Tepper or Scott Fitterer. Um, or, or Frank Reich, but like, you know, that offensive line for Houston is pretty good, even yep. though it's been banged up. And, you know, you can, you know, Noah Brown, Tank Dell, Nico Carter, Dalton Schultz. I mean, those are not, that's not the, the 2007 Patriots. Don't get me wrong. Um, but it is, all those guys are like, Noah Brown and Dalton Schultz had upside, were signed as cheaper free agents from the Cowboys. Uh-huh. They're all under 27 years old. Nico Collins, 30 year wide receiver, 24 years old. Uh, you know, Tank Dell, rookie wide receiver with a like, great you know, downfield ability. And then, like, you contrast that with the Panthers, who went out and signed Adam Thielen and Hayden Hurst, who are older underneath guys. And I think the, their plan was to try to use those guys to get Bryce Young easy completions, get the ball out quick, right. find a questionable offensive line. And that's all well and good. But, man, I mean, I, it's, it's, it's impossible. You can try, try all you want. It is impossible not to... Like to just like to look at what happened with the Panthers and Bryce Young with the two pick sixes, and directly contrast it with CJ Stroud breaking the rookie record for 
uh, passing yards in a game right. and throwing five passing touchdowns, including the game-winning one with six seconds left. Was that Cam Newton's record that C.J. Stroud broke? Although maybe Cam Newton. I think Andrew Luck, I think Andrew Luck okay. broke his record. Maybe Mark Bulger's. <laughs> Mark, Bulger, Mark, Mark Bulger is a record for first-year quarterback passing yards. Uh, Andrew Luck had previously broken Cam Newton's record for most passing yards in a game by a rookie quarterback. All right. Um I, I understand why it's easy to look at what C.J. Stroud has done. Um, but I ref- I know how bad the offensive line is in terms of pass protection. Yeah. It's also bad in terms of run blocking, too, even though they yeah. ran it somewhat effectively against the Colts. But you just pointed out the Hayden Hurst completion, which was about 25 yards down the field. And I know he was wide open, but Bryce put the ball. It was a perfect throw. We have seen all year long, when they are willing to try, Bryce will complete passes down the field. The problem is that they are terrified to even try. And if the other team knows that, and it was pretty apparent that the Colts did not respect anything, if if they know that, then all of that other crap that you are trying at the line of scrimmage isn't going anywhere. How many times on third and ten did they uh, do a little uh, a little hitch route for Adam Thielen for two yards? What are we doing? Just hand the ball off. If you're not going to try, hand it off. I'd be lying to you if I did. I have no idea how many times they did it. I was watching the Eagles Cowboys game. Right? No, too many, too many. (laughs) Unfortunately, and this will be the the like the the death of me is that how much time have I wasted watching their game plan suck? The game well, plans I mean, how, are bad. How many, I mean, how many minutes of, what are they, what are they, uh, they had to buy it? They had to buy it. Yeah, they had to buy it. So what is it, eight, nine, so it's eight, so it's eight weeks, uh, eight times, uh, what is it, four? They're one and seven. Hours. They're one and seven. I've got I nine more you, games of this. If you watch every Panthers game, then you've watched uh, a lot of minutes and a lot of dump offs yeah. and underneath stuff to Adam Thielen. I, I, again, I mean, I can't stress this enough. And it's like, now, uh, there's a bit of a silver lining for the Panthers in the Daniel Jones injury uh, because the Giants with Tommy DeVito and Matt Barkley as their quarterbacks the rest of the way are, I think, much more likely to net the number one pick, number one overall pick uh, than Carolina. That's not a silver lining. It's not a simple. If you give away the number one draft uh, pick in the Caleb Williams Drake Bay draft, yeah. it is going. Everyone is like it is going to be. It is going to be. It's really, really, really painful to sit back and be like, "Oh my gosh, did we just give away?" Like, well, who's again, pay, a, who's I'm, Carolina I'm beating? The Giants already have a one game lead on the Panthers. They couldn't beat the Colts at home. The Colts aren't yeah, good. Man. The Colts no, are not Mar- good. And Jim Irsay even danced to Meek Mill in the locker room afterwards. I'm sure you've seen that video. Just horrendous stuff. Adam Gold in studio with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. I was on your website, and I love the term financial termites because there are always things eating at your money that you can't see. So you don't want financial termites. Termites in the financial world are risk, fees, unnecessary commissions. All the bad things that we see and we hear about on TV are happening many times inside your portfolio you don't see. So you need a financial exterminator. Well, for the next 10 of you to call, we'll put together for you your very own total retirement plan at no cost. Call 888-843-843. 0013 or text Adam to 600 Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Unreal. Um, 
All right, let's let's get to some other games. It, just make, it makes me angry. Bryce was bad. I am in no way apologizing for Bryce. Uh, I think he is being absolutely hung out to dry by his yeah. offensive line, by the fact that they have no good receivers. Uh, I love Adam Thielen, but bless his heart, when they've decided to take him away, there's no other options. Uh, and the coaching staff is terrified of like honestly just play at just play Andy Dalton at this point you're going to get you'll, you'll get Bryce killed because you can't protect him and you're not even trying to do anything down the field at all which lots, is lots, lots, lots of good quarterbacks have looked awful earlier on in their careers I would also point out again that like the Tua Justin Herbert thing um, but you know I think at this point like, most people would take Tua uh, I mean Herbert's got the better you know, better physical skill set but sure. like Tua uh, yeah it's the point being is like it's, it's a, this is not a sprint to determine no, no. It's for for everybody. It's a sprint. For everybody, it's a sprint. I and I, again, I don't want to sit here and apologize for Bryce, who is bad. Uh, but I think I always use this phrase when it comes to defense. Uh, be, good, great defense is cumulative. Has a cumulative effect. And I think Bryce at this point is absolutely gun shy of. Uh, yeah, sure. Of the of the lack of time he has had, so he's not ge- he's not helping himself out by keeping his eyes down the field. As soon as the dr- as soon as the rush is coming, he's looking at the at the rush, and uh, sometimes he makes the mistakes he did yesterday, and sometimes he does good things like run and pick up first downs. Let me get to other games because I'll drive myself crazy if we have to talk about that crap uh, all day long. Um, can Miami beat good teams? No. They are 0-3 against teams with a winning record and 6-0 and against teams with a losing record. Um, 33 points per game given up to teams with a winning record, 17 points per game scored to, against teams with a winning record, and basically flip-flop that um, when it comes to teams with a losing record. So, you know, I think it's – I read about this for CBSSports.com. You can read it. Uh, but it's, like, it's really difficult for to trust the Dolphins considering that – um, you know, like it's just difficult to trust the Dolphins when we know that you know this is a team that plays in South Florida, and I realize they went like hung with the Bills in the playoffs last year. They have they have two, and they have Tyreek. Like, don't get me wrong, they can go win a playoff game. Yep. But you know what? You know what? You know what you're going to see in the playoffs? Teams with winning records. Yeah. Right. And <laughs> and the Eagles and the Eagles, Chiefs, and Bills are three of the ten best teams in football. Um. So Miami's playing there too. Like, we we'll, we'll, we'll deba- uh, debate the Bills. Um. Okay. Yeah, the, the, the Bengals. The, the Bengals are definitely. All right, here's the yeah, other thing well, I'm, about. I'm, it. Just saying, I'm, just I'm with you. That, I'm just saying that Miami. Miami hasn't beaten anybody of substance this season. Agreed. And that is a big old red flag um, when you consider like that when you get to the playoffs. Unless you play, unless you unless you draw the NFC South winner, you're probably going to be playing somebody with a winning record. Yeah, and in the AFC, there's. I mean, there are no bad divisions, right? There's you're you're not going to play anybody. All, by the way, first time since they expanded, um, I think it's first time. I mean, John Breach uh, classified the best, but all four AFC North teams currently in the playoffs. The first time that's ever happened in the course of a season where all four teams were in the playoffs uh, this late in the year. And uh, the team that's in last place might be the best of them. That's the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't know if they're technically in last place or not, but I think they're tied. Yeah, yeah. They are in last place. All right, Will Brinson, we have a couple of more. We have, I don't know, we got like six or seven minutes left, and I want to get to another couple of games. But I want to ask you one thing about Kansas City, uh, because I think the narrative coming out of that, um, which is a cool setting, by the way, in Frankfurt, Germany, and we're going to have another game in Frankfurt this week, 
I think the narrative coming out of it is Kansas City got away with another lack of uh, quality offensive performance. They put together a couple of good drives, uh, but and Pat Mahomes said after the game, we got to be much better. We'll figure it out. Is their problem simply that they just don't have enough good wide receiver options? Yeah, I, I, I think it's really interesting because uh, the, and I don't want to get yelled at by my employer, but I mean, like they keep, people keep being like, hey, can you do like a video of like who won the Tyreek Hill trade? I'm like, no, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. They won the trade. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't do that. They're like the number one seed in the AFC right now. And their defense is great. Yeah. You know, a lot of those pieces on defense, they, they acquired through the draft by virtue of getting these extra draft picks in the Tyreek Hill trade. Uh, Tyreek Hill wanted to get paid a ton of money. Like, it was a win-win-win for everybody. The Dolphins won, Tyreek Hill won, the Chiefs won. Uh, you know, I mean, Patrick Mahomes won the MVP. So, no, they, 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 everybody won the trade. It's fine. You know, Tyreek Hill got paid. Um, yes, the Chiefs have a problem with their wide receiver right now. Uh, you know, they have this hodgepodge of guys um, who, you know, and like you really should say pass catcher because Tyre, you know, Travis Kelsey, obviously, an elite pass yes. catcher uh, in that offense. Um, Marcus Valdez-Scantling, like, I think all the pieces, Marcus Valdez-Scantling, Sky Moore, Rishi Rice, you know, still young guys. Rishi Rice, a rookie. MBS is just sort of your deep threat and who, can, who needs to be a little bit more consistent. And then uh, Sky Moore in the second year, you expect to maybe come on a little bit stronger. It's okay for the, it, it, to take some time for these guys to develop. I mean, Tyreek Hill didn't have 1,500 yards his first year in Kansas City. And I think what should scare everybody about the Chiefs is that they're winning these games. Their defense is already playing great, yeah. and they have Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. At some point, <laughs> that offense is going to – we've seen it click at, yeah. at, at a couple different points this season. It, it's, I, I think this is the best-case scenario for the Chiefs where you are winning games. You're winning them in a different kind of way. They still have a top 10 or top 5 offense, depending on what metric you want to look at. And if you start to – you know, you get down the road, and all of a sudden the offense does start clicking, and Patrick Mahomes said, we will figure it out – then people are going to be in a lot of trouble because if the Chiefs' defense is elite going into the playoffs, they're going to be really, really hard to beat. No question about it uh, because their offense will figure out enough points if their defense is great. I'm going to skip over Dallas and Philadelphia for now because, frankly, I think that game played out exactly how we anticipated. Philadelphia is better, plus they were at home. But let me get to Buffalo and Cincinnati because my read on that game is that Buffalo gets the least out of Buffalo almost every single week. Because uh, I think the the Bills have enough to be great anywhere they play. Of course, they never decide. They, they hate handing the ball off to a running back, so everything runs through Josh Allen. Uh, but I just think they get the least out of their ability almost every single week. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, they, I mean they, they've, got, they've had some pretty big spike leaks. And, like, they were playing really good football until they went to London, uh, they got to London late, lose to the Jaguars. And they've had just the, – the injuries just piled up on on defense for them. And that, that, that's certainly been a problem. And I think one of the things that you have to be concerned about with Buffalo is when they start to trail and they start to need to, to – like, J- Josh Allen I, – I, I don't know if Collinsworth said this last night um, – Talk about a long day of football yesterday, man. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not complaining, but it's like, God. <laughs> I, I, fell asleep, I fell asleep watching the Sunday night game. For I minutes. even um, watched the the 9.30 a.m. game. You know, of course. I mean, but it, it just, I mean, that's, I mean, like, again, not lamenting it. It's just a, it's a 15-hour grind of, of watching football. But really, 18 hours of you know, podcasting yeah. and all that. Again, Chris, not complaining about my job. But um, the, the thing about 
the Bills is that uh, like Josh Allen is probably the most impatient player in the NFL. And when they start to trail and you saw their offense sort of stagnate and struggle, couldn't hit anything over the top to Gabe Davis. Um, Stephon Diggs got the touchdown late, but, you know, didn't really – wasn't as big a factor as you would want. And, and the defense is just injured and banged up right now. Von Miller's coming back from that ACL tear, so he's not himself, right? Uh, the safety got hurt in this game. Uh, you already have Tredavious White down. They had to go trade for Russell Douglas. It's Matt Milano, who's really like the, 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 the fulcrum point for that defense, too, in an underrated way. Like he and the, the and Poyer and Hyde, the safeties, are the key there. And because of all that, it's like they know they, they don't feel like they can really slow down the Bengals enough. And so Josh Allen just starts pressing and he starts pressing. And he's done this a lot uh, in, in these games that the Bills lose. And I think that's just, it's, it's like going to be a problem. Now, I do think that Buffalo is talented enough and has enough. Um, like, like, like upside where this is a team that they're going to get in the playoffs. Sure. Uh, yeah. Right. And they can be the team that like the defense just kind of clicks for a couple games and Allen goes nuclear and they make a run. I don't think that's out of the question at all, but the AFC is going to be so tough. I mean, you're going to have to like Baltimore, Kansas city and Cincinnati. And I mean, th- like those are three really good teams. That doesn't even include the Jaguars, who are playing great football. We're just on the bye, so they're sort of out of mind, out of, out of sight, out of mind. And then you have the Bills, the Dolphins, um, the, the Browns, the Steelers. Like, who, like it's, it's, the AFC is sort of shaping up into – by the way, the Jets just might win that division. Uh, but Shush. There. Like, <laughs> you, you, I mean, you might be right. I'm not I'm – it's just amazing to me. That's how good the defense is. Yeah, I, I just think that the AFC is – it's fascinating how through the first couple of weeks, you know, Aaron Rodgers hurt the Chargers. I mean, the Chargers are still a good team, and they're, and they're scuffling down there. Okay. It's like, they're, they're, they're just, they're, they're they have, they have talent. Upside too. They have talent, right. They have exactly. talent. I, right. They're a talented team. I'm just saying that, like, there's going to be, like, if you're the two seed in the AFC, you're going to draw, or two, the two, three, and four seeds are going to draw tough matchups yep. in the playoffs against the five, six, and seven seeds. And, it's it's one of those where I don't think it's out of the question that a wild card team, like let's say the Bills are a six seed or whatever, and they just catch fire. Like that's kind of like because of the injuries and because of how this offense is built. I think that's going to have to be their pathway to real success because they don't look like they're going to be consistent week in and week out. All right. So uh, where are the Bills seated right now? Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. The Designery grand opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th and do our grand opening party then. We're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at The designery.com I believe the bills uh, uh the bills are the 16 maybe? nine right they're nine. the ninth the nine seed, seed right I now a, I thought that was a trick question I didn't have my laptop yeah. open um yeah. they're the ninth seed right now that, that look that's gonna make it that's gonna make it tough to win uh <laughs> It, it'll, it's hard to it's hard to like run the table from the nine hole in the uh, in the NFL playoffs. And if, mean, but, but, right, yeah, the Bills are the nine, the Jets are the eight. Obviously, the Jets play the Chargers nine. tonight. Yeah, I mean, the Jets are the Jets are four and three, and the Bills are five and four. Um, you know, you have to you have to believe that you know, the, the AFC North is going to beat up on each other uh, to a degree. Sure, uh, we'll see what happens with the Jets if they can they can hold on there. But I mean, like converse that with the nine seed in. 
in the NFC, which is Atlanta, or the seven seed in the NFC, which is Minnesota. Right. And you know, it's like, uh, it's like, all right, you know, like I, I feel a lot. You know, you feel a lot better about being a, a, a team in the NFC and making a run than you do in the AFC. I am. Uh, I watch the Bills, and maybe I expect more, or maybe I'm just looking for the flaws because I, I'm not in any way saying that I am not that guy. Uh, because I keep going back to your window may have been in Kansas City with a lead and 13 seconds on the clock. It may have been that. Now, I think you could also look at this team and say, and I think it's, I, I do think there are a lot of people looking for flaws with the Bills. People I am. want the Bills to be bad. I don't that want them to be bad. I am, uh, but I am definitely won. looking for flaws. Emotional, tough team. The Jets have been difficult for Josh Allen his entire career since Robert Sala took over. You lose that game in an overtime walk-off punt. Jaguar against the Jaguars in London. Jaguars are a really good team. At the Patriots, that's a really bad loss. No one's going to excuse it, but it is in the division on the road. Terrible and loss. Then, and then at the Bengals. So, I mean, they're, they're, three of their losses are on the road. The fourth loss is against, a, like, an elite AFC team in London who had been there for two weeks. I don't think the losses, when you step back and look at it, are as bad as people think. And they take care of business against and, – and, and found ways to win. Yeah, like, after four weeks, they were three and one and looked dominant. Guys started getting hurt, and they've scuffled a lot here. But you got the Broncos, Jets, and then the Eagles before you get to the bye uh, in, in week 13. Go two and one – and all of a sudden, you know, you're you're you're, uh, you're seven and five, and I think you're fine uh, with you know with a, a difficult stretch after the bye as well. So it's not an easy schedule, but I mean, like the Bills, I, I just the Bills are a playoff team to me. But yes, they are they are they're not they're not dominant by any stretch of the imagination. Right, uh, the Denver they should handle. Then they host the Jets. They are at Philadelphia, and then the bye. Then they're at Kansas City. KC. Then they're home to Dallas. I wish the Buffalo Bills luck in making the playoffs. I will just say that. Uh, Will Brinson, you are the best. I appreciate your time, sir. You got it, buddy. See you, man. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc.